If you have your Bible tonight, would you turn with me to Galatians chapter 3? When you get there, if you'd stand, we'll read the Word of God together, the first five verses, and just continuing on in these Wednesday nights, just in this truth war. And tonight it is, be filled with the Spirit. I believe that we need to stand on the promises, believe the Lord for the truth of His Word, that today it is God's Word and God's instruction God's commandment that his people should be filled with the Holy Ghost of your Galatians chapter 3 would you stand with me and we'll read audibly verses 1 through to 5 Galatians chapter 3 and we'll read it together 1 through to 5 amen O foolish Galatians who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you this only would I learn of you, received ye the Spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Well, Father, tonight... We pray, Lord, as already has been prayed, Lord, faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. Lord, we ask that, Lord, there would be a clearing of the clutter of our minds. Lord, every preconceived idea and opinion, Lord, we cast it down in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for each and every person that's here tonight. Lord, it is your will that you would fill each and every one of us afresh with the power of your Spirit. Lord, we thank you that it is the promise of the Father. And Lord, all these promises are yea and amen in Christ. And Lord, they are all appropriated and applied through faith. So Lord, give us faith tonight to believe your word. Lord, give us ears tonight, Lord, to hear. Lord, may there be a fresh circumcision of our ears and heart. Lord, that we would receive and act in obedience to your word. That every person in this room named by the name of Christ, will be filled with the power of your Spirit afresh. Lord, for some it will be their first initial filling, but for many of us, Lord, we need to be filled again and again and again and again. And Lord, we thank you that we can never, never, Lord, we can never, Lord, exhaust, Lord, the vastness of the power of your Spirit. Lord, it is a river of life. Lord, it is immeasurable. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your promise. Lord, speak to us afresh, we pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's take our seats together. Paul writing here, of course, pleading with the, the church uh, that they had in some way had been tricked, bewitched, to use the word bewitched, that they would fall into a place where they would no longer obey the truth of the word of the Lord, that even though they had started well in faith and in the power of the Spirit of God, that they had some way had believed that they could finish the course in the strength of their own flesh. What folly that is, Paul is saying, who has bewitched you, who has craftily deceived you into believing that you can finish the Christian walk and the Christian race just in the strength of your own flesh. We know that the church of Jesus Christ, 
in the upper room 2,000 years ago started full of the power of the Spirit of God. That is God's will for the church then, and it is God's will for the church today. Now, we would finish, and we would finish well. I believe that He is coming. We know that He's coming soon, but He is coming for a glorious church, and that church will be filled with the Holy Ghost. He will fill His bride with the power of the Spirit of God for Christ to come for that bride. He deserves a bride that is full of the Holy Ghost. That bride is you, and that bride is me. We are the bride of Christ. And so here he says that he that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles, signs and wonders follow them that believe. This is the truth of God's word. Is it by the works of the law, by the flesh, or is it by the hearing of faith? And faith comes tonight. Faith comes into our hearts tonight by the hearing of God's word. And so I want to encourage you just before we just stop for a moment and we just in our hearts just simply say Lord Lord give me faith tonight to believe your word and to apply that word and may the fruit of that word be evident in my life whatever our ideas are and whatever way we have fallen into the different ruts of religion in the last days the truth of the matter is that God wants to fill his people all individually with the power of his spirit. If you believe that, would you say amen? amen? God wants and desires to fill every life with his spirit. Now, I believe that the only answer, the only answer to the chaos that's around us, the only answer to the demonic outpouring that's around us, the only answer to the mess that's in this world and everything that's happening is a church filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. I believe that's the only answer. Not a method, not a means, not a scheme, not some work of the flesh or some idea that the church has created, but just simply lives that are filled with the power of the Spirit of God. Can I tell you that is God's promise for every individual person in this room. I also want to say that it is not a a denominational thing. It doesn't belong to any one denomination. It belongs to the people of God. It's a promise to God's people that we all be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you follow with me in Scripture tonight, and remember, faith comes by hearing, so I just want to encourage you. I want to go through um, quite a number of Scriptures, but just allow the Word of God to have effect in our meeting. But Ephesians chapter 5, if you turn over, Ephesians chapter 5, and verse 14, if you turn there, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14, Paul writes these words, Ephesians 5 and 14, again just allow the word of God to come into your hearts tonight, faith arise in our hearts through the word of the Lord. Wherefore he saith, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeem the time, because the days are evil. Many people believe that. We're living in wicked days. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, sadly, the emphasis today has become the emphasis of the first part of verse 18. 
be not drunk with wine. And then the sipping saints, those that are the moderate drinkers of the day, use this word in access to give a license to themselves to um, drink wine and have wine parties and so forth. But a very simple study of the verse, you'll understand that Paul is not referring to um, just taking a moderate drink. He's referring to the fact that Christians should abstain from alcohol. They should abstain. I know it's not really very popular in the church today, but we're not here to be popular or to please men. He is actually referring to not the drunkenness, but the wine itself. Whether the first drink or the last drink, all of them make you drunk. What he's saying is, do not touch wine. Do not be part of being someone who takes alcohol because your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And he says, be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. There is nothing, you know, I shared my testimony on Sunday night many times. I've gone through the experience of being drunk physically. But I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing compares to being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's absolutely nothing when God truly fills your life afresh with the power of the Spirit of God. There is no joy like it. There is no peace like it. There is no hope like it. There is nothing like being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing in this world comes near it. So I would never even entertain the thought of taking a glass of wine to try and substitute the reality. We're here for the reality. And the reality is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. This is the will of God. You want to know what the will of God is for your life? And so many people are seeking that will. I understand their specifics in that. But really, this is the will of God for the church of Jesus Christ, that every single Christian in this room should be filled being filled, not just initially, but continually be filled with the Holy Ghost? Is there an appetite to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Is there a desire for us to be filled tonight with the power of the Holy Ghost? Is there a desire in our lives? Is there a thirst for, 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 for to be filled with the power of the Spirit of God? This is the will of the Lord for your life. Speak to yourselves in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, when the church is filled with the Holy Ghost, verse 19 becomes an automatic, as it were, a natural flow of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Psalms are sung, hymns are sung spontaneously. Spiritual songs will burst forth. There's melody in your heart to the Lord. You're full of the Holy Ghost. And it's not just that you're full just up to the neck, but you're full and you're flowing over. It touches other lives and the body is strengthened. Then it says, Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. The necessity, the absolute necessity for us to be filled why is it important? Why is it important for you to be filled? Why is it in the church today that in so many places that it isn't even mentioned? It isn't even a thought. Why is it in so many believers' lives that they're not concerned in any shape or form that they're not filled or the church is not filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, here is 
the truth war that we are in. And it's a war for the truth because the truth makes you free. The truth is a person, Jesus Christ. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to go through some things tonight. It is the will of God, but I want to go through some things that why I believe we should be filled. You turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. To be filled is that life of freedom that we have in Jesus Christ, the fullness of that life. You know, this is the answer to so many struggling souls. This is the answer to so many lives that are in battle with sin and being overcome by different ailments in their life. The real answer to it all, after all the counseling and after all the conversation, is for you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. In Galatians 5 and verse 1, Paul writes, Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made us free. A life that is filled with the Holy Ghost is a life that's free and not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If you turn over into Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, to be filled is to walk in the freedom that we have in Christ. This is the life in the Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free from the law of sin and death. To be filled with the Holy Ghost makes us free to live in that victory and to live in that freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. To be filled with the Holy Ghost gives us an amazing ability to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If you turn over to Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, I believe often we've heard people say, why are people not hearing what's happening or seeing what's happening in the day that we're living in? I believe the answer to that is simply because most of the church are not filled with the Holy Ghost. They're not hearing what the Spirit is saying. In Revelation 1 and 10, John says, I was in, what was he in? He was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And being in the Spirit on the Lord's day, or in any day, I heard behind me a great voice. The ability to hear the Lord speak. I'm not saying that you can't hear as his sheep the voice of the Lord, but when we start to move in the Spirit of the Lord, you begin to hear the clarity of his voice. God beginning to lead your life, direct the church. The Spirit begins to speak in to the church of Jesus Christ. You remember when the Comforter comes, whom I will send you in the name of the Father, even the Spirit of truth, he will testify of me, Jesus said. He'll speak then of him, Jesus Christ. And so we have an ear when we're filled with the Spirit of God, the clarity of that God begins to speak into our lives. If you're seeking to hear what God wants for your life, if you're seeking to understand the direction or particular areas of your life, the, the best thing that you can do, and the only thing I believe you should do, is seek the Lord to be filled with the power of His Spirit, and then you'll hear exactly what He wants you to do, because you'll be led then of the Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit is a life that will glorify the Lord. And that's really the chief end of man. It is here to glorify Him. And we glorify the Lord by producing fruit. And that fruit can only be produced by the Holy Spirit. If you turn over 
in the Galatians 5. We touched on it on Sunday morning. But Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. The spirit-filled life is a life that glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. Glorifies the Father. Galatians 5 and verse 22. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the lust thereof. And if we are filled with the Spirit, then we live in the Spirit and we also walk in the Spirit. In John 15 and 8, the Lord said, Herein is our Father glorified that we bear what? Much fruit. And so a life in the Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit. This is how the Father is glorified. To be filled with the Spirit brings us into what the Lord desires in true worship. You know, we are created in the new birth to be worshipers. And if you look over into John chapter 4 and verse 23, Jesus said these words, well-known words, John 4 and verse 23. This is a life that is filled with the Spirit. John 4, 23, Jesus says, But the hour comes, and now is, when true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So a spirit-filled church, a church that is filled, that is the individuals filled, will enter in to a place of what true worship really is. That's our desire. We're here to worship the Lord with all of our hearts, not just give Him a part, but give Him our all. And we do that when we enter in, when we're filled with the Spirit of God, and we begin to worship Him in spirit and in truth. In Philippians chapter 3, uh, Paul writes there, you don't need to turn to it, I'll read this one, but Paul writes in Philippians 3, in this context of true worship, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs and beware of evil workers. Beware of concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the flesh. In the flesh, remember Paul says, you've begun in the spirit. Do you honestly believe that we're going to finish this in the 21st century in our own strength? Where We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need God to breathe into the church of Jesus Christ. That's me and that's you. When we say that, that's not someone the way over there. That's us. That God would breathe afresh into our lives the power of the Holy Ghost. To be filled with the Holy Ghost, it shows a love that causes this entire world to take note that we are the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the church is filled with the Holy Ghost, it causes the world to look at the church not with disdain and not with mockery because of all the division and all the infighting, but they look at it and say, these people are the followers of Jesus Christ. In John 13 and 35, if you turn over, Jesus said these words, John 13 and 35. Jesus said, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one for another. That's how they'll know we're disciples. That there's a genuine, sincere 
love for each other? Do we need the Holy Ghost? Do we need the Holy Ghost? Not the love that just is a facade or an outward or a religious love or just words, but a fervent love for the brethren. If you turn over into 1 Peter, continuing on with this, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 22. 1 Peter 1 and 22. This is why we need the filling of the Holy Spirit. This is why we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter 1 and verse 22. 1 Peter 1, 22. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, Unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart. And what does he say? Fervently. What should be manifested in a spirit-filled church is a fervent love for the brethren. Is Ulster in need of a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit? If ever before, you know, when we look at the the, the, the scripture, when we look at it in the reality, we see more and more, not because of the opinions of men, but we see the reality. Oh God, we need, I need to be filled with your spirit. I need the Holy Ghost. I need a fervent love for the brethren. In Romans 5 and verse 5, it says there, if you turn over to it, Romans 5 and 5. Romans 5 and 5. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by who? By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto who? Us. Do we need the Holy Ghost? It is the Holy Ghost. It is a Spirit-filled life, a life that is walking in the Spirit, that the Holy Ghost then sheds abroad the love of Christ from heart to heart, that the world will take note that we are the followers of Jesus Christ because of the fervency of the love that there is for one another. To be filled with the Spirit is the liberating power of the presence of Jesus that sanctifies us and conforms us to the image of Christ. We have got one goal, one chief goal, and that is to be like Jesus. That is what our desire is. That's why we're still here and we haven't been promoted to glory is to conform us in to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. That happens every day through all the circumstances of our lives. There is one end, one chief end in all of that is to make us more like Jesus. How many want to be like Jesus? That's what we desire to be. We know we're not him, but we are being perfected to be like him. And so it's our desire to be like the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if you turn over, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Remember, this is the liberating power in the presence of Jesus when the church is filled with the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 says, Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, what is there? There's liberty. When the Holy Ghost really begins to move in a meeting amongst the people, the liberating power of the presence of Jesus is awesome. Lives are changed. Marriages are restored. Bodies are healed. People are saved. People are set free. God moves in such a mighty way 
The purposes of God are revealed. The church is raised up. The unity is precious. And the liberating power of the Holy Ghost begins to move in that congregation amongst that people in the most spectacular and supernatural way. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, then in that we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. And how are we changed? As by the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord is wanting to change us. Is there anybody wants to be changed? Do you want to be changed? Do you want to stay where you are? Or are you wanting to be changed? Everybody wants to be changed. I hope we're all in the same boat. That we all want to be changed into the image of Christ. That happens by the liberating power of the Spirit of the Lord. God has his way. Begins to move in our lives. Fills our lives. We're being changed. We're more like him. To be filled with the Spirit will bring a revelation of all that Jesus Christ is and everything that he has for us. He gives us vision. We see. We remember that church with that cry for the eyes that they would see. They could not see. The Lord was pleading with them that they would repent, that they would be able to have vision. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, if you turn to it, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, and we quote this verse very often, but the application of it and the revelation of it only comes when we're filled and walking in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by, how? By his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Do you see when Paul's saying, be filled with the Spirit, he had all of the fullness of this in his heart revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. The revelation comes to us by his Spirit. The things that God has for us. The eye has not seen, nor has the ear heard. I'm talking about our present day, not just when we get to glory and we get to heaven, but what God desires to do today, what God desires to do in our midst, what God desires to do in our families, what he desires to do in Balnehench, what he desires to do in, in Belfast, what he desires to do in Kilkeel and Analong. The desire of God, what God desires to do is beyond our comprehension. We have no, but he will reveal that to us by the Spirit. So we need to be filled with the, Holy, with the Holy Ghost. To be filled with the Spirit creates a sincere unity in the Spirit. And that's why it's important that the church is filled with the Holy Ghost. In Psalm 133 and verse 1, it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what? In unity. Now you know and I know, I don't need to, I know I'm preaching to the converted here, but you know and I know that that does not mean that everybody's in the same room, all sitting together, that that's unity. Tozer, I think, put it the best way that he believed that the church of his time uh, basically was no different to a whole pile of headstones in a graveyard. They're all together. They're all in one place. But sadly, they're all dead. 
That's what he likened it. Tozer said it. I didn't say it. But that's what he likened the church to in his day. Might be all together. Might be all in one place. But we need the power of the Holy Ghost and the unity of the Spirit. The church, of course, in Ulster has been so divided. It has been its own worst enemy. For decades now, we have just seen a decline. The church has lost its influence, its impact. It has actually become, certainly I know we can speak for the town of Balnehench, has become a laughingstock to the world. It really has. It's sad. But how we need the power of the Holy Ghost. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 3, Paul writes these words, we are to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit and in the bond of peace. The unity, the unity of the Spirit. That's such a precious thing. Listen to me, brothers, that is such a precious thing. If we ever think, if we ever believed, if we ever got to the point that we thought that what the devil has done in so many places, that he would never do it here, we have been deceived. Because the devil is always seeking to cause division, always seeking to come in and wreak havoc in the church of Jesus Christ. He has had a measure of success. Would you agree with me? He has had a measure of success. But a spirit-filled life will always be endeavoring to keep the unity. A spirit-filled, that's why we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. To keep the unity of the brethren. Not only in that unity will there be the sweet presence of Jesus and the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. But something so wonderful happens. To be filled with the Holy Ghost when we come together as the body of Christ makes this place a habitation of God. And that is awesome. If you turn over to uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21. Ephesians 2 and verse 21. Ephesians 2 and 21 says, In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God, how? Through the Spirit. Do you see how important it is that we're each filled with the Holy Ghost? We then, when we come together, become, listen to this, a habitation of God. That is amazing. If you think about that for a moment, that is truly, that's what God desires to inhabit the praises of his people when we come together. I'm coming to an end in a few moments to stay with me, but to be filled with the Holy Ghost, there then is also a manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, and I just remind us as you're turning there of the scripture that we did read earlier, who has bewitched you that we should not obey the truth? Having begun in the Spirit, the church was filled with the Holy Ghost, that today that we are going to finish this in the flesh. Brothers and sisters, I believe we're going to finish this 
in the power of the Holy Spirit, the bride of Christ fully filled, functioning, and the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit, the unity of the Spirit, the love in the Spirit, and the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Not just one, not just the tongues, but the full operation of nine gifts. All the gifts operating by the Spirit of God. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. Manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. Did you read what I've just read? Could I say it again just in case you missed it? The manifestation of the Spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, is given to every man. That means every person in this room that's saved, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to you. I'm going to say it again because a lot of people say, why is there no manifestation of the Spirit or the gifts today? It's because we're not filled. We're not filled. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When the, when the church is filled, and many of you have been in meetings, when the church is filled and overflowing, the operation of the gifts is not a problem. There's no issue. It just flows. It flows. And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's to profit with all. For one is given by the same Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Is there anything so far that you do not believe that we need today? We need wisdom. We need words of knowledge. We need faith. Any, any believer not need faith? Any, is there anyone that doesn't need faith? This is the gift of the Holy Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the discerning of spirits. This is a gift. Does anybody believe? Is it, is it not true that more than ever in all of the history of the church, is this not the time that we need the discerning of spirits? Is it not the hour that we need to discern when we see so much that's taken place and so much deception? Surely this is the time that these gifts should function. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and selfsame spirit, dividing to every man several, severally as he will. In other words, when the church is filled with the Holy Ghost, when every individual is filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit distributes those gifts into the body of Christ. And then the body functions under the inspiration and under the revelation of the Holy Spirit, and gifts then begin to manifest. And so then the body is strengthened and profited through the manifestation of the Holy Spirit and the gifts, and they begin to function. How does that happen? When we're all filled with the Holy Ghost, that's when it happens. To be filled is essential for the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 18, if you turn over to it, Paul writes these words. Romans chapter 15 and verse 18. 
Romans 15 and 18. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. I just want you to take that phrase for a second. Through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. If ever, if ever we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost for the proclamation of the gospel, it's today. Brothers and sisters, it is no doubt in the testimony that we are hearing and what we see all around us, the depths of wickedness, the satanic strongholds, the demonic holes in lives, the utter destruction of individuals by the power of Satan is everywhere. But you see, there's an answer to all of that. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is no greater argument to this world and all its intellectualism with all its advancement than when a transgender person is gloriously saved and set free. There is no argument when a homosexual is wonderfully saved by the power of God and set free from the bondage of sin. There is no argument in this world when a life that is riddled with drugs and alcohol suddenly encounters the Lord Jesus Christ and is wonderfully saved, the greatest thing that we can pray for to happen is that the church is filled and sent forth in the power of the Holy Ghost and then lives are saved and set free on the streets, of Belfast or Balnehenge or anywhere else, and those lives then become a living testimony to the saving delivering part of Jesus Christ. They are all the all the professors can stand up, and all the great men of wisdom can stand up, but the greatest, the greatest argument is a life changed by the power of the Spirit of God. Paul says it was mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. He said in 1 Corinthians 2 and 4, you don't need to turn there, you know the verse. He said, My speech was not my, my speech and my preaching was not the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that our faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul says, Understand what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is access. But he says we should be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be filled with the power of the Spirit of God. If ever the church needs to be filled, it's today. If ever we need to be filled, it's today. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I believe, brothers and sisters, as we take these few moments tonight as we wait on the Lord. All I would say to your friend is this. In your heart, that's your desire. I believe it should be everyone's desire if you're saved. Then it is just applying the word to your heart, believing and acting in obedience. 
and asking God to fill you afresh with the Holy Ghost. May God fill us all. May we pray for the entire body of Christ to be filled with the Holy Ghost. May we pray that God would breathe on the smoldering embers, as it were. That's what the church really has become. But he would breathe upon it and that it would become a blaze with the power of the Spirit of the living God. God, fill us afresh. Fill your people. Fill your church with your glory that Jesus would be glorified. Let's pray together tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask tonight, Lord, that your word, Lord, would find a place in our hearts. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would fill every life in this room with your spirit, O God. O Lord, tonight we pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, quicken us. Lord, you said, Lord, that we should arise and awake Lord, we should awake that we sleep not. We should arise, O God, Lord, and we should redeem the time for the days are evil. Lord, would you fill us afresh tonight with the power of your Spirit. O God, tonight I pray for every believer in this room, Lord. Lord, that they would move, Lord, in faith, believe in your word tonight, Lord. O God, we're asking, Lord, you'd stir our hearts, O God. Lord, we're praying that you would awaken us, Lord, from, Lord, just that, Lord, religious ruts we so easily fall into, Lord. Lord, the weariness of our minds and bodies, O God. Lord, the tiredness, Lord, that so easily falls upon us, O God. But, Lord, Lord, would there be a fresh, Lord, as it were, Lord, pressing through, Lord. Lord, a praying through, Lord. Oh, God, there's, Lord, there's a world, Lord, that needs to see the reality of a living Christ moving through his people, O oh God. And, oh, Father, we claim, Lord, Lord, to be saved, washed, Lord, redeemed, Lord, and filled with your Spirit, Lord, but yet the world take no notice. Lord, we pray, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that the church would be so filled, Lord, that this world would take notice, Lord. Lord, they'd look at us and see that we are the followers of Jesus, Oh, God, tonight we pray, Lord, forgive us for, Lord, it being something, Lord, written down on a piece of paper, something intellectually, Lord, that we just attribute ourselves to. But, Lord, we, Lord, we have lost the living reality, Lord, of the power of the Holy Ghost in us and working through us. Lord, we just don't want to be filled, Lord, just to the neck, Lord, but, Lord, we want to be full and running over. Lord, that the world around us, Lord, the people around us will be affected. Lord, we'll be effective, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord, forgive us, Lord, if the salt has lost its savor. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, if the light does not shine in us, it should. Lord, we're asking, Lord, for your body to rise, Lord. Lord, for your church to rise, militant, radical, Lord, full of the Holy Ghost and power, O oh God. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, move us away, Lord, from our labels, Lord, and our ideas and our opinions. But, Lord, into the fullness of that river, Lord. Thank you, Lord, there's rivers to swim in tonight, Lord. 
Oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, move us, Lord, from the place of unbelief, Lord, and faith, Lord. Oh God, tonight I pray for everyone in this room, Lord, that you would fill every life afresh with the power of your Spirit, Lord. Oh God, tonight, Lord, shake us, Lord, awaken us, Lord. Lord, let not the slumber and the death, Lord, like a wet blanket fall over us, Lord, but Lord, set us ablaze, Lord, with your love, with your power, O God. Oh, Father, do a work in us tonight, Lord. Lord, I do pray for the circumcision of our ears and our hearts, O God. Lord, we need a fresh, sanctifying work of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Lord, we don't even see the need anymore, Lord, to be filled, O God. Lord, we have just taken it, O God, as something of a bygone day. Lord, forgive us, Lord, for neglecting this great salvation, Lord, not only to save us, Lord, but to fill us with your power, O God, and to reach the lost in a damn world through mighty signs and wonders you have not changed, Lord. Oh, God, help us tonight to pray on and to pray through, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.